Hello, everybody, and welcome to a potentially sedate episode of Bloody Good Horror. We have COVID recoverers. We have uh, <laughs> people are sick, some chronic illness. Like just everybody's everybody's <laughs> jacked up tonight. And we're here to talk about the quietest movie of 2022, David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future. They told Viggo Mortensen, whispers only. <laughs> yeah, which always reminds me, when I hear this title, I think of Time Crimes. Um, and the Spanish title, which is Chronos Crimines, which I always found to be a very like pleasant, just pleasant to my ear. I just like it. So, so the two C's, the two hard C's. I guess, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. 668. <laughs> Let's do it. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. What? Eric, I assumed you realized you just skipped right over intros. You were just like, fuck it. Oh. We're not even, we're not even doing <laughs> you that know what's tonight. so funny? Okay, first of all, I warned you guys I was going to be like this tonight. Second of all, I was sitting there in my head being like, wow, that feels like a really short intro. Oh, well, I guess we're just ready to go on. <laughs> Do the drop. Here we are. Uh, welcome tonight to the show. First up, Casey. Hello. Caitlin. Hey. John Schnars. Hi. There it is. You're intro. Oh. How do you feel? <laughs> that was great. Why don't we do it that way every time? <laughs> John, John, you're what the kids would call a David Cronenberg stan. Mm, you stan yes. him. I I am always always been standing. You're a stanner. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. What is it you like about Cronenberg? That's my question, I guess, for you tonight. I mean, what's not to like, really? I, I mean, look, I would say in, in seriousness, I think he just makes some fucking crazy movies. Like, they're, like say whatever you want about him. Like, point me to another director who is consistently making stuff as sort of, like, challenging and interesting as he is. Mm-hmm. That's a you good can't. point. Good luck. That's actually, I, that's a very good point. What's your favorite Cronenberg okay. movie, John? I mean, I usually go to The Brood. That's the one I maybe you remember I did it as a staff pick many yeah. so good. many oh, moons yeah. ago. Um it's the best. I love that. Um I mean like the classics like Scanners and Videodrome are probably like, you know, it's if you're making a Mount Rushmore. Um I love Existence, which I know Eric, you're a big fan of, and yes, we've sir. talked about a handful of times. I think the recent work, like the the what I'll call modern work, like the stuff post two thousand effectively. So like history of violence. Eastern Promises, uh, the one with, I think it was called like a, da- a dangerous method. It's like the one with, um, is it, I think it's about Freud or like some mm-hmm. people, you know, oh, in any event. Yeah. And then like Cosmopolis and then um, the one with Julian Moore, um, Map Map of the Stars or Map to the Stars. Oh, I haven't seen that one. They're all good, like, but they're, le- <coughs> they're way less crazy in the way that like we think of, you know, when you think of like existence. Yeah, or do then, you? John, do you prefer this Canadian movie. Rebel Cronenberg or Hollywood A-lister Cronenberg? I mean, the Vigo collab has been excellent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
Yeah. I, I mean, History of Violence is probably his like. If you're into Vigo, if you're into Vigo Mortensen's like torso, you should probably check this movie out. <laughs> we gotta. We like. I do want to talk about it at some point. I mean, and I, like I know we're anti body shaming. That's not what this is about. But like Vigo, when you see him in other roles, he's like cut and like looks. I was great. Too, I was like, like slightly surprised just because everything I've seen him in, he's been like a brick shit house. Well, and I think. <laughs> But he's also I think old. it was a prosthetic. Like I well, don't know that that was his actual stomach. I don't they know. They probably like, weren't was... cutting into his stomach. I would guess. In real, in you mean yeah. in in real life? Yeah, probably. With little <laughs> with little like baby crustacean the, like the sark, little baby the, the crustacean sark. arms pulling him open. Yeah. Um. No, I mean I do think history of violence is like if if like a normie, you know, we we've mm-hmm. talked about normies in the past. Like if a normie came to me, was like. Hey, what's you know what's the deal with Cronenberg? Like, should I watch one? I would start them on History of Violence because it's there's no there's no baby you know arachnid yeah, hands go like the yeah. brood right away. Yeah, just go straight brood, straight go, brood, yeah. rabid. We just covered rabid. it up. Yeah. I mean, the early work. So we we didn't talk about, but like this movie, Crimes of the Future. He has another movie. It was it was one of his first two films. It's only about an hour long, if I remember. I saw it in college. Um, they there's no resemblance other than they're both made by Cronenberg. So they have like wacky shit going on in them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, like you wouldn't recommend that to someone. I wouldn't recommend this to someone as a starting point. Yeah. Well, John, yeah, maybe you could recommend a word for us. See, not to be overly critical, but I thought you were just going to kick right into the drop there when you asked me to recommend. You know, you, that you did been, like an extra intro. If my brain was functioning, that would have been a smart idea. Yeah, no, that's fine. We're working through this real time. Uh, today's word, turpitude. That is T-U-R-P-I-T-U-D-E, turpitude. Turpitude. Tur- very straightforward definition. I was somewhat surprised. It's, like a, it's, a, one, it's a one-liner. It's a two-word definition. Depravity wickedness i would have guessed like attitude of turpentine that was a good joke laugh at that you know (laughs) sure um it comes to us from the latin turpus turpus disgraceful or base Mm. um turpitude i found this because i was looking at you know john i was gonna based means something different now but i understand what you're saying but wait carry on Kayla knows she's All on right. TikTok. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Um, this is a it's a synonym for vice, which I was I was sort of knocking around on vice words. Uh, if you want to know what vice has to do with this movie, I will attempt to explain it. But guys, oh. like, let's just be straight. Like, we'll we'll lay down a general kind of warning. Like. There is a lot like I feel like I need to watch this three more times before I could adequately explain exactly. I'm going to be honest with you, Schneider. Absolutely. In 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 uh, the spirit of being vulnerable, John, I'm going to be honest Mm. with you and say that you're nothing if not vulnerable. I'm going to be honest with you and say that I didn't understand a fucking word of it. So I would love to hear (laughs) you tell me what it's about. (laughs) Something about art. (laughs) Oh, man, it's. It's crazy. Other than the fact like, that I knew I was in the fart house while watching it, I didn't really understand it. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is like a specific kind. This is the Cronenberg fart house. Like he, <laughs> we went like deep into the Cronenberg fart house for this one. Um, like we know what he had for right. lunch. 
Yeah. So let's. Oh man, I gotta like get up the character deep, names even deep because into the Cronenberg farmhouse. It's the <laughs> so, best thing you've ever said. So, I need a gif of that, please. Thank you, Dusty. Yeah. Vigo, our our pal Vigo, Vigo Mortensen plays Saul Tenser. So uh, we should say this film is set in. I wouldn't even call it the future. I would call it like a alternate version of the present or alt like alternate. Hmm. It is listed as sci-fi. Or, or there's certainly sci-fi elements to this. It's not like future technology. If anything, we are living in like a dis- this film is set in like a dystopic alternate reality where mm-hmm. there is some different technology, and we'll talk about it a bunch. But like specifically, like the human body is doing like really fucked up things because of like what's happened to the environment, presumably, um, and sort of like pathogens in our food and water and air and all this. Um, but it's not like there's like ray guns and shit. Like they, there's like, <laughs> there, if anything, like it's like a lot of less technically advanced things than we have. Um, there's like people using cameras, but they're like point and shoot cameras with with shutters. Um, and then, and then again, this sort of like bio. There's like the bio, uh, you know, physiological elements that are. So, so all that to say is like it's. I guess it's our universe. Like it, we're operating with like the normal uh, Newtonian physics and things, but um, it's not, it, it's yeah. Like the, the tech of this sci-fi, if you want to call it that is, is in a weird spot. So you have Vigo Mortensen. He plays salt tensor. He is a person who due to uh, evolution or, or sort of like, at, you know, weird adaptations that are happening at the level of the individual, he's able to grow unique organs in his body. Um, he uses this power. Uh, oh, and it, they, the way they define it as accelerated evolution syndrome, right? That there's, he, quote unquote, that there's some, kind, some evolution is freaking out and taking on a life of its own and accelerating. And like in some people, yes, I like I chafed a little bit like evolution doesn't happen like in a person like that's like not <laughs> what evolution is. But like we, I, you know, look, I don't like to criticize Cronenberg. So I'm going to say that again. That your boy. <laughs> I know. But it, it was that was a little it's a little long. I mean, you just kind of have to like you just you let it wash over you. So you've got Vigo. He is growing organs. He has a partner slash lover. But like creative partner primarily is like how he thinks about her. Her name is Caprice. She's played by th- this woman, Leia Sedu. Sedo. Oh, okay. I don't, That's I don't I know if that we've was. seen her before. I don't. Yeah. Not a, she, she definitely. Not French, on the. French Canadian. Not on the show. Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt's seen her. <laughs> oh, is that, I don't. I don't think we. That's who he was supposedly had the affair with, oh, isn't gotcha. it? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I mean, okay. I, I don't know. I understand. Um. I don't uh, think we've done anything with her on the show. No, no. I mean, I don't know that I'd seen her before. So you've got those two there. And what the the act that they perform is Caprice operates on him, like in a room full of people and removes these organs that he has grown in his body. That he's like, but like in, so the whole deal with him is that he's like an artist because he can, using the power of his mind, like not necessarily control, but influence the way that these new organs are forming in his body. So the idea being that like the organ itself is a work of art 
and then they but do so the and then they do the performance art which is where she removes it and sort of shows everyone and tattoos yeah. and removes yeah yeah, yeah. The, this shit's the world insane. They inha- this shit is insane. Yeah, yeah. And like the world they live in. So this is all like underground. It's not something like they're not, they're like technically like outlaws I, or like I mean, someone I, listen, breaking I understood law. Mad God more than I understood this movie, honestly. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yes, um, we're like, all right. So we've, we've described 1% of this movie. Let's see if we can get through like the next 5%. But so then you have, um, so they're operating sort of, you know, under the radar. It's, it is a, it's not a, it's a, it's a, I don't know, semi-legal thing they're running. Like, it's not even clear that there's police. There are, there's like somewhat of a government and there is a policeman character, but who, who it turns out Vigo is collaborating with and trying to like help expose some of this like weird evolution the plastic stuff that's happening. The plastic yeah. Yeah. Well, because the, the government such that, it exists. The government's main focus is preventing this evolution syndrome from infecting the human population and sort of like crashing civilization because some bizarre trait was passed on that like prevented humans from being able to like go forward as they are or like subdividing the species. I mean, who the hell knows? So you also then you have Timlin uh, this Kristen Stewart. She is Dude, she love her. In this she, movie. she works for the National Organ Registry. And then there's another guy whose name is Whippet. The actor's Don McKellar. I had not seen him before, I don't think, but he's also they're like the National Organ Registry. They're so like Vigo is talking to them about potentially registering as someone who can grow these organs and then registering his actual new organs so that they can track him and prevent this evolutionary stuff from happening. But I don't know. It it's very weird. They're but they're because they're also sort of like fascinated by this underground scene of these illicit performances. Um, we should also say in this world, pain doesn't exist, or like the human race has like evolved beyond pain. So that's part of why these for most people for most people. But that's like why these performances are happening is is sort of like I don't know people pushing the boundaries of what the human body can do in this like non pain experiencing world. I, you know, it's a thing. So, um, all right. Other as much things as that are happening. Scott Speedman. Yes. Yeah, Scott Speedman is, is one of these extremists. He, um, he's the one who keeps eating the purple bar of <laughs> plastic. Uh, waste. Yeah. It's like reconstituted toxins. Indust- industrial waste. I think is what they said. Yeah. yeah. And basically, he's part of a group that is um, trying to evolve humans like to the next level where like we can live in a universe in a world that's been over polluted, basically. But they're bad, maybe like other people don't like them. <laughs> so he he has a kid with this this woman. And this is actually the first scene in the movie is we see this mom kill her freaking eight year old. Which is a little much for some of us who have eight-year-olds, um, and so yeah, it seemed annoying. He then Scott Speedman, <laughs> like the main plot of the movie, or like such that there is a a like specific um, 
you know, uh, arc that, that they're working through. Like Dude, Scott Speedsman is trying to convince I them. I am loving watching you do this right now, by the way. I'm well, really enjoying it. So Scott Speedsman is trying to convince Vigo and Caprice to do an autopsy on his son. As an art installation. Yeah, but also to like expose the fact that he is like an evolved human who was born with these organs as opposed to develop them yeah. as part of this evolution syndrome. That's an important piece there. The the important thing with Scott's son is that he could eat plastic. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like acids that he could expel right, that would pa- digest. We say plastic. Process. Plastic is like the nickname that the characters in the movie have. Well, the kid actually does straight no, up eat plastic. He is he eating trash trash the other people yeah. refer to the toxic sludge bars as plastic, even though it's really more just like it's like, uh, you know, fuel. Yeah. It could have been plastic. I mean, what do you know? You don't know what it's made. <laughs> I don't know. Shit, John. That's what I know. Um <laughs> All right, that's fuck it, whatever. That sounds right. Um, Casey, what do you think about this movie? Uh, well, now I've got more questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like this movie, but I can't tell you that I understood what was going on fully. I understand bits and pieces. Like John was saying earlier, this is one I feel like I really need to go back and watch at least two more times to try and make something out of. And I was, we were talking earlier since we've all been sick that we might, you know, reschedule to Thursday. And I was actually a little bit excited to try and watch it again tonight to see if it clicked a little more. There's some weird shit going here. It's wacky. It's fun. He had a hell of a cast put together to make this wackiness unfold. So when you've got the likes of Viggo Mortensen and Kristen Stewart, Leah Sadu and stuff like that, you're going to sit back no matter how wacky it is and kind of see where they're going because they're taking you along for the ride. And that's what's nice. I think their skill and talent was able to make this wacky movie even more followable, even though we still don't fully understand what's going on. Plug it up's Caitlin Grant. I uh, so I'm a big Cronenberg fan, Stan as well. Um, nice. I I I liked parts of this a lot, and there were other parts that I could have left. I really like the idea of human evolution syncing up with human technology, or like sort of our surround. I mean, like I, I like the idea that they're evolving in this sort of weird way. I like the concept that we get really briefly from the Whippet character, I think is his name, where he's like, we don't feel pain anymore, but what does that mean for like infections and our body giving us signals? And like, there were some pretty cool, like little sci-fi things I wanted to dig in deeper. And I generally just like this sort of like evolutionary stuff happening. I, I also like that a lot of it has to do with, the state of the planet, like the planet is becoming uninhabitable. There's a lot of waste, um, like eating plastic. Like if our bodies could do that, that would be fantastic. (laughs) And I like the idea that, you know, they're trying to cover up maybe that this kid was born with that ability to digest plastic. I think where I got lost a little bit was how heavy sex is used in this. And I'm a pretty sex positive person. And like, I liked the use of sex in like Titan and some of the other horror movies we've seen, some of the other body horror movies that we've seen. But it just felt a little much. There's a lot of nudity that... I, I appreciated it when it was in the art installations for the performance art, but when, like, the two assassins slash technicians for the, you know, machinery <laughs> company were, like, nude and, like, lithe in the little machine, I was like, what's happening? 
And then when <laughs> Kristen Stewart's character says that surgery is the new sex, I like conceptually, I get it. I just don't think it's flushed out enough for me to be like, okay, I'm on board with like where we're taking this and I can sort of ride that wave. So the whole surgery is the new sex thing was kind of bizarre to me. This like raw horniness of Kristen Stewart for Viggo Mortensen's <laughs> character was a little much. Um, and that, you know, it's, I, I wouldn't have guessed to, you know, like hear myself say that. Cause I, I do generally like that kind of vibe in a movie, but it just didn't sink the way I thought it would. Um, so I don't know. I really liked the sci-fi aspects. I liked the body horror, the zipper of the stomach at oh, one point. No, thank wild. you. Um, <laughs> the growing of the organs, like pretty gross, pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to think about it a little more. Um, and I'd like to watch it again. But I'm, I mean, it's Cronenberg, so I was excited and some cool stuff happened. I'm just not sure about all the steps we took to get there. John? I mostly agree with Caitlin, actually. Um, I mean, I guess my my big, like, I also agree with, I, what I'll say, I agree with Casey in that, like, I didn't, like, this is, it's like an hour and 50 minutes. Like, it's on the longer side. But, like, I was like, when it ended, I was like, wait, wait, it's ending right now. Um, and some of that had to do with the fact that I like, you're never comfortable in the plot. Like you never know exactly what the fuck is going on in this movie. Um, and part of that's because like, there's a ton of stuff going on. Like there is a whole plot line about how Vigo Mortensen is like cooperating with the police, that but did. that's like brought in late. And <clears throat> yeah. then you're like, wait, who is he cooperating against? Like, there's there's a lot that I don't know. I feel like there was a screenplay that's twice as long that got cut down. Honestly, and, this feels like the Coke fuel first draft that just had his ideas that he never like connected <laughs> the dots on. Like yeah. it just sounded like, hear me out, guys. It's like organs, but it's like pain is sex, man. Like that's yeah. what, like that's kind of what's here. <laughs> and then nobody ever like if you look at a movie like Existence. There's lots of clear through lines there on like all the concepts he's thinking, like virtual worlds and yeah. like that kind of stuff. Yeah, there. This is there's a little bit. The other thing I w was where I was going, and this is I, it could be taken in the negative or the positive. Like there's a little bit of a like paint by numbers for Cronenberg here. Like yeah, the 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 chairs and like the Sark thing like look like existence stuff. Mm. The like zipper thing like is very reminiscent of the Videodrome very iconic video drum scene with the like tape going into um what the hell yeah. is his name stomach um i don't know like there was a lot of you know here's what it was like a little bit of a warm bath it was like a warm cronenberg bath where i was just like <laughs> oh yeah like why wouldn't she put her mouth on that weird opening in his stomach like <laughs> you know i i was like enjoying <laughs> all of the just like random craziness but it never really felt like it added up to like something totally comprehensive. Now, I think that, uh, as we said, like this is a movie that you could go back to many times. Like there's enough here. I think it is cohesive or cogent enough that it's at least like worth trying there. But there to your point, I think Eric, you're also not wrong that like it, there may have been like multiple overlapping things that he was trying to like communicate and then not landing any of them effectively. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll preface my review just by saying that like, uh, having some health issues today. 
I haven't been able to keep like a meal down. I'm not in the, the Eric, best. just grow a new organ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, What's I need the with you. Yeah, I don't need a stomach that can process toxic sludge. Can I just get a new stomach that can process food? Then I would be <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, I was like pretty out of it today, feeling kind of shitty, whatever. But what I will say is that kind of regardless of how I feel about this movie, what I just find Cronenberg really fascinating. Like what a I feel like he listen, he's not ours, he's Canadian, but what a national treasure that an artist like this pure somehow is still existing in the Hollywood system <laughs> that churns out 20 Marvel movies and Star Wars movies every year, honestly. Well, he's like, not in the Hollywood system, to well, be that, clear. Okay, like, Canada's, it's US, John, it's fine. What I'm <laughs> saying is that, yeah, but this gets released in theaters, this stuff. That's my point. Like, he he gets he gets yeah. exposure in the US as much as any other, you know, fringe sure. filmmaker making shit like this. And maybe more. And he can get money and he can get Hollywood actors. And I just think, like, it's amazing. He's such a... Um, <clears throat> He's such a relic in some ways of the 80s and 90s sort of filmmaking system that let more of this unique stuff through. And it's just, I find him to be, I look up to him and what he's doing, and I think he's really good for cinema. Um, This movie, I also have not seen a ton of his movies. I know, John, you've had us watch a couple here in the show. I really liked The Brood. Um, I loved Existence, covered a bunch here. I didn't really like this movie. It's like, to me, it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if it's fair to say I don't think it's bad because there's parts of it that I think might, might be bad, but it's just too fart housey for me. And like, <laughs> like it, no one speaks above a whisper in this fucking movie. It's like, you're daring me to, to listen to anything you have to say. And it's funny, like when you compare it to Mad God from last week, because Mad God is in his own way is art housey, right? Like it's yeah, just that. Oh, yeah. It's just that I realize I do better with art housey if it's also an assault on my senses because then at least I'm like stimulated enough to stay in it. Everything in this movie is gray. Everyone is in the shadows. Everyone whispers. And I'm like, bro, I don't have the attention span for this. Certainly some people might, but like I literally could not focus on this movie and I wasn't doing anything else. I was like watching on my TV, which I even rarely do that. And I was just like, I can't, I can't focus on this fucking movie. Um, I really do think the script is half baked. It seems like, again, it's like he did the like corkboard first draft of his movies where it's like uh, sex, ear holes, pain, like uh, this thing, evolution. And then just like kind of went, eh, I don't know, and randomly drew a line. It really feels underbaked in the sense that I don't think it really comes together. I don't think it had, if it does have a point of view, I couldn't really discern what it was per se. And at some point in the like tense speech about how this is like art, I was just like, okay, dude, I fucking get it. Like, whatever. <laughs> Eric, I would say really quick, because I was reading on the Wikipedia page beforehand that they di- he did tr- essentially try to make a version of this movie in 2003. Was trying to attach um, Nick Cage in the Salt oh, Tensor character role. See, oh. now, now we're now talking. We're talking. <laughs> but it, that movie, apparent, according to, again, this is according to Wikipedia, which there's like some citations here. So like, I'm just going to repeat it as if it's a thing. Uh, according to what's in the Wikipedia page, it was originally just going to be about pain and art. And there wasn't all the like growing organs or like well, it's interesting. environment stuff. I think like, that actually you know, tracks and might explain 
some of that shared DNA with something like Existence, if the idea has been germinating since then. Because that well, was that like, was also four years after Existence, right, or exactly. whatever. You know, Existence was in the late nineties. Um, so two like positives, I'll say. I, one thing I love about Cronenberg, like or this movie anyway, he uses practical effects, and they look like practical effects. Like he <laughs> he uses movies that he uses practical effects in these like glossy. I, I'm going to say Hollywood. You know what I mean, John? Like glossy A-list yes, movie with like A-list actors that look like they came out of an '80s B picture, and like that's the kind chair of, that Vigo Morton sits in yeah. that helps him chew his the food. The chair and the stupid it's little incredible. the stupid little hands. Like I really kind I of enjoy it. that about it because there's like a yeah. cognitive dissonance between the movie I'm watching and the effects in a way that I enjoy. And like, good for him for going practical. And someone got a job, and that's great. The other highlight for me far and away is Kristen Stewart's performance. Like it's different for her. It's quirky. I thought every moment she was in the screen, I was like more engaged than anybody. And she's pretty funny too. I felt like, yeah. um, like her, her and the dude that she works with. Like I liked his, um, journey from like, uh, I don't know, straight laced bureaucrat to like fanboy of Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> like the, and the, the two of them interacting together, him and Stewart, and then her and Mortensen. That's all the highlights of the movie for me. I could give two shits about Viggo Mortensen or his lady or any any of the shit they're doing. Like the, part of it is that these, it does almost feel like you're you said John, alternate. It's almost like a multiverse movie, and it, like it feels just like a different. We quantum leaped into this world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And sure. everybody is different. Like these are not. They live in a world that's just alien enough that we don't quite understand it but we're just observing and and they're so different because they live in this world does that make sense i really just wasn't connecting with anyone in this movie because everybody's so strange and everything we're talking about is so weird and i'm just like i i guess i'm just along for the ride here and watching this but um did did you have thoughts on the the sex sort of like stuff i did mean to comment on that too but i'll let eric go first okay. um the only thing that scene where the two ladies are laying in the pod that that did seem just out of place for me because it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, That's the scene where I was I wrote down like gratuitous, like which is again, but like, again, I not approved with this kind of stuff. But again, but I though, like, like huh. I was going to accuse you for somebody like Cronenberg, but like for somebody like Cronenberg who, like. <laughs> Maybe that's part of the old school part of it. <laughs> There's like some gratuity in there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we could maybe I I mean, yeah. maybe if we got like some Vigo Mortensen peen, it could have like, you know, balanced things out. Well, hold on. And this is like going to sound ridiculous, but like you see the eight year old. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't understand Which, like, how that. I mean, yeah, it's, I it's obviously it's like a prosthetic, but still just like like a prosthetic person or it's a CGI effect. Clearly. Still, the fact that yeah, that's I in there know. is real crazy. Like you didn't it have to make the, you didn't have to make that decision. Yeah. No. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, it, I I mean, the like nudity feels a little gratuitous. I mean, it's basically because it's you just have like these three. There's like three naked women, but like Vigo is fully naked. You don't get like full frontal on him, but there's a lot of Vigo body in this. <laughs> yeah, but we do get full frontal of. I mean, the kid excluded, but like of several women, or at least yeah, of yeah. the the 
Caprice character. But I think, I just, but, but I with know, his, is Caprice, str- the is, whole, like, is Caprice her name? Surgery is the new sex is weird. Is Caprice her name? It was super weird. Yeah, Caprice is the, his, like. But I think her nudity at least makes sense in the story that they're telling. The other two women, it's like, I, first of all, I barely paid attention to know who you are. So, like, why are you naked right now? Are you about <laughs> well, to have sex? Like, this is a world where people don't really have the old sex, as they call it, John. So, like. Yeah, yeah, I did like that. Here? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, like. Caitlin, I see your point. It is, it's look, it's like one of several things in this movie where I'm like, I don't know if I'm 100% following what's going on. <laughs> I my takeaway from the two of them getting naked, so like they were like flipping out because so the, these two women that we're talking about work for the the software or the company that builds these like the I don't know, what do they call them like biomechanical devices. They're like skeletons, but robots. I don't know. It's and like, yeah, they're like he he has this weird bed that he sleeps in that's like suspended from. They're mechanics slash assassins. No, well, so oh, so okay, so they work for that company. The company's called like Life Software, Life Form Software, or something. Yeah, Yeah. and yeah, they're basically the like they're the the mechanics or the like tune up people who come to like deal with the bed, but they had never seen or like had very infrequently seen this like Sark, which is like the main thing that Caprice and Vigo saw using their, their performance. And we had seen maybe like a scene earlier or two scenes earlier that, that Vigo and Caprice are using it in a very like sexualized way where they're like letting the thing they're they're snuggling and then being like cut up by the machine at the same time. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And so I just took it as like these two ladies were kind of like, wow, like, we got to cut me up, bro. Gotta, like, do the yeah. sexy part of this. You know what thing. I did like? I, I really, but, I really liked the reveal of the bed in one of the first opening scenes because it's the room is dark and you you don't actually know that Vigo's there. You just see this shadow of like a carapace like structure in the corner, and then she opens. Op- and then she, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, isn't that what they call like the like exoskeleton? So like, but then she walks in the room and opens one shutter, and you see like a little bit more, and then pause. And then she opens another shutter and it's such a weird visual. Then like once you get the full visual, it's honestly kind of silly, but I, I liked that kind of reveal. It's an, inter- an interesting like play with shadow. I feel like. Yeah. I, Vigo uh, just like, like lurks. Okay. Like, you know, scene made me laugh is when like, there's a scene where he's in this club and he's just like hanging out in a corner in his shroud. And then like, she comes <laughs> up and starts talking. I'm like, what are you doing here? Like this is, you just he, sit like, here. really low. Yeah. yeah. I, I think because I really did like the Kristen Stewart character a lot. And later we find out that she is the one who swapped the boy's organs to make, to, to like prevent this reveal. And I wasn't sure if that meant that her coming on to the Saul character so strongly was with like the sex thing going on. Cause it seems like everybody is kind of like sexually charged up by this stuff this surgical sort of like organ extraction or if that was just part of her ploy to i guess get closer and figure out more information but i don't know it just all i don't know i'm I'm surprised that i didn't like that element as much the kiss between vigo and Kristen is whew how does it start though john fingers in the mouth then she puts the fingers back in her mouth well well, i did by the way, open. By the way, like that's like a that's a mouth. that's a thing of mine. Like even pre-pandemic, fingers don't go in mouths. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, that's disgusting. But 
I did appreciate that she jammed her finger in his mouth and then sat there and looked at it like, what the hell am I supposed to do with it before she stuck it in her own mouth? <laughs> that whole scene. I think everybody should start saying, saying to people, like, I'm sorry, I'm not good at the old sex. It's <laughs> 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 a pretty amazing, pretty amazing line. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, it's... But it, I sort of take for granted that there's going to be like weird sex stuff in the Cronenberg movies. And so I'm like, again, you're just like, but like not as much in the older stuff. I don't know. I don't I listen. I'm all for the weird sex stuff. It's fine. Oh, boy. Have just, you seen Crash? No, I actually haven't. Oh, all right. Well, start there. And then, <laughs> so I was just reading. Then you come back to me. I was yeah, just reading, like actually. Um, Joe Bob. Joe Bob released a book in like 2001 or something about like disturbing movies. And he there's a whole really fascinating chapter on crash in it. Well, it was banned for, it was like famously banned in the UK, I think for years. Um, it's, uh, I, I mean, it is more sexually charged than this movie is. And I'm, and I'm cool with sexually charged. Titan has a lot of sex and yeah, sexually yeah, yeah. charged sort of like body horror stuff. I guess I just wasn't fully buying into the connection that surgery is the new sex. I just wish that. Yeah, I just that's wish. totally, that's totally fair. Like I don't, but I, I think as Eric kind of said, like nothing is landed super effectively here. Yeah. So I like as like among all of the things, I was just like, oh, there's some weird sex things going on too. Like, do you, I don't know. Do you think <laughs> if people are naked now? Oh yeah, cool. Do you think if Cronenberg <laughs> had directed Titan that the baby would have had wheels? Because I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the collab do. we really need. But they would have been like Julia Decor now. Bone, wheel, bone wheels. <laughs> they would have been like bone wheels. Like yeah. So. <laughs> Hell yeah, bone wheels. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm here <laughs> like for the bone wheels. We also would have seen yeah. that that car and that lady make love. It wouldn't have cut away. That would have been. Oh yeah. We see we see a fair amount of it. I was like, <laughs> how much more did you need to see? <laughs> I had some an anatomical questions that I would have liked to answer. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. But I, I, I will say I did like this. I just I, I it sounds like I'm getting caught up on the sex stuff because I guess I am. But I did like like I said the sort of like topics about environment and evolution were pretty cool yeah anybody have a uh, so real quick though before you ask your next question with that whole scene with the reveal at the end with the kid and his body and they open up his body doing the autopsy was that kirsten stewart i missed that part yes so i, I was, was just i was just as surprised as everybody when they opened the kid up and i'm like wait a minute <laughs> what i didn't understand is why well so what she did is she made it look like they were manufactured organs, not organic organs. It's not right. that she like made it look like he can't eat plastic. It was that. Yeah. In any event, well, she, um, ta- she tattooed him, right? Yeah. Well, that's, they, that's why. Yeah. Like they were not real organs. Cause they'd been right. tattooed, I guess the, um, the question I had that I don't know that I like, why did the mechanic assassin people kill, uh, Scott Speedman? Because he just because, because like, he broke Felicity's heart. <laughs> I mean, I guess like I like, mean he was like, oh, it's my ex-wife, like she's behind this, and I guess I don't know. He might have blown the cover that it was actually and like an inside job with this vice unit. I don't know. But like, were they? So they were working with Timlin, and all right, I get. Off. I don't we know. It's hard. Alternate theory because he's a werewolf. It's possible. Those well, are the two he is a hybrid, actually. Yes. <laughs> Good point. That means yeah. he's a threat to the gene pool, though, if he propagates. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. Which we well, learn yeah, I mean, in later scenes. Yes. Love me some underworld. All right. Anybody have like a favorite scene? Like, what's your favorite? 
I like ear guy and his dance. And I like oh. that the woman was like, it doesn't even make sense. His ears aren't functioning. And I was like, what a bitch. Like, <laughs> I found ear guy to be maybe the most horrifying thing in a really disgusting movie. He was yeah. grooving, man. He, they, it was like yeah. house music. And I watched it with subtitles, house music. And he was just like, because it got oh. me thinking about how they've like genetically using cells, stem cells. They've grown ears on the back of rats. And that really freaked mm. me out. Oh cool, yeah. Or it's yeah. like how like teratomas can have teeth and eyes and shit and hair. Gross. I don't want to know what that word is. Don't tell me. That's cool. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I think like, I don't know. All the body horror stuff was cool. I did get taken out of it a little bit with the eating when they eat and they're in that like contraption to help them eat. You know what I'm talking about? He's like, the thing's just it's like, like a baby flailing behind him like with its arms. Yeah. I'm gonna it's be re- like from the Flintstones. Like- I think yeah. I've realized from this movie, it's interesting, Caitlin. Like you, since you've been joining us here in the show for it's been almost a year, by the way, um, or maybe more than a year. Like you will often talk about liking body horror, and I guess I never really thought about it. And the more I sit with it, I realize like I don't think I'm like a huge fan. I think it's just like too much for me. I feel like. Maybe you're like, a prude, Eric. I can't. I, I think know. it's that I have I, I find enough horror in my own body that I don't need I, someone else's. Yeah. That's the point. I was gonna I say you deal what you deal with more body horror than the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. I mean Casey and his neck are like yeah. an audition for the next uh Cronenberg movie, I think. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He took that neck surgery like a champ. Yeah. It took me down for about two weeks. I was surprised myself. He probably he probably <laughs> feels better now. I would guess. Yeah. So, so if I had to pick a favorite, I, I think you've got to go one of the operation scenes or the zipper. The oh. zipper sequence is definitely one of the more memorable, even if it is a little bit of a retread from the zipper other, uh, sex though. Well, that's yeah. Sorry. That is what I was referencing specifically. I like that. What did he say? He says, like, don't let it spill or like, it's a He says exactly that. Uh, I don't know. And, and this is so, going to take some rewatch. I may I need think, to open another it. bottle of Pepto if we're going to get some of show. <laughs> Give this man some Zofran. Disgusting. Uh, <laughs> it's me. I just, I just like Kristen Stewart. Uh, like, every time she's on screen, she's funny. It's a great cast. I mean, yeah. even Scott Steven, I was like, what's up? Yeah, he was. Vampire hybrid, love you. He was generally acting more than I typically think of him as being capable of. So yeah, I thought, I thought he was decent. <laughs> He's and Canadian, I, apparently. Did you know? Yes, I did know that. Yeah, I did know that. I also did like the first scene that we were, John, you mentioned it in your initial thoughts on the movie, but like, that that initial scene where we see this kid just like she's like don't eat what comes out of the ocean and we're like okay maybe this kid has like a weird compulsion to eat things like a, a pica type disorder and then he eats a trash can and the mom's like gotta go <laughs> well it's been nice son um is kristen stewart canadian as well i guess that would make sense no i don't no. think so. yeah I, I mean yeah we gotta have someone cool to claim we'll claim her we, yeah we claim her it's true <laughs> yeah all right, anything Los else? Los Angeles born. Anything else about uh, crime? Criminals del futuro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, like this is not Starter or Cronenberg. Like, there's there's isn't, other places. Isn't Cronenberg the one that allegedly like had sex with his wife in front of like his actors on some movie because he wanted to like show them how to perform this love scene or something? 
wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Now say everyone that. has he definitely didn't do that. Now, <laughs> now everyone has something to Google during the break. That would have been yeah. crash. If I had to guess, that's crash. I'm guessing it right now. But go ahead. would uh, would you recommend this, John? Yeah. Casey. Yeah. Caitlin. Yeah, I would. I would say no, unless you got a Cronin boner like Schnars, and you know if you do, or if you're sick, or if you're a sicko like you Kaylin. know you do. <laughs> if you're a, if you're a sicko like Kaylin and you like body horror, this might be your thing too. But if you're an Eric on this Sex in the City game, I say no. All right, let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. Sweet. For the movie Rolling Stone magazine calls a delicious blend of fun and fright that's smashingly scary. It was funny. It was exciting. It's a scream, baby. The whole thing was fun. Never say, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Sensational, terrific entertainment, says the Elliot Times. Scream is sexy. I was screaming at the top of my lungs and laughing hysterically all at the same time. Scream. This is great. You have to see it. Rated R, now playing. Hi there, I'm Judith O'Day from George Romero's original Night of the Living Dead, and you're listening to Bloody Good Horror. Send feedback to info at bloodygoodhorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. Click on that link I sent, John. I'm not I, I'm not clicking through to it doesn't look like a reputable website. Uh, it's, but it's a fine website. I saw the headline. It's a fine website. Um, it was a history of violence. He reportedly had sex, had sex with his wife in front of the cast so that they, quote, wouldn't feel uncomfortable about filming their love scenes. Which sounds which sounds like a guy who just really wanted to fuck in front of a bunch of people. <laughs> was like, you're being paid to watch me and I do this. Do any of y'all listen to the last podcast on the left? No. Uh, there was a bit, and I can't tell if it was a bit or like a real thing, but Henry said that he goes to the same doctor as Cronenberg and that like there was a mishap and the door opened and like he saw Cronenberg's butthole like because he was being there for like for a prostate exam or something. <laughs> That's so, that sounds like a, sounds like a HIPAA it, violation to me. Yeah, well, it certainly is, but. Um, nothing on Twitter tonight. Is that right? Yes. Um, Caitlin, what do you got going on over at Plug It Up? Things have been good. Um, this past week, Elizabeth was on to cover The Stylist, which we did cover on Bloody Good Horror. came out in 2020, and um, that movie rules. And the director has been really interactive uh, on Twitter, or sorry, on uh, Instagram. And it's been really cool talking to her about the movie. And uh, got got, a, I think, a favorite coming up next week. A little autopsy flick, if you will. So... For people who haven't heard your show, what's the what's the elevator pitch on Plug It Up? Yeah, it's about the monstrous feminine. So women facing horrors, women who are themselves horrific, all kinds of monstrous femme tropes. Monstrous menstruation is where we started. Then monstrous motherhood, getting into some final girls. Just 
any kind of women in horror stuff at this point. Anything that I want to do, <laughs> shoehorn it in. Well, it's the Caitlin show, all right. Hey, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> at some point, if a show's going to keep going, you gotta you gotta move beyond whatever that initial you know niche was. So, yeah. Um, how do people find it? Um, plug it up pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you search plug it up or my name in your podcatcher of choice, it should come up big red logo with white letters and a tampon on it. Can't miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Can't miss it. Um, John. Yes. I'm surprised I didn't get a text from you today. The clerks three trailer dropped. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) We've all been sitting by our machines, (laughs) our computers waiting for the clerks three. I'm pretty. uh, It looks pretty sweet. I'm pretty I don't know excited. That. I think I saw the second one. I actually don't know. The second one is like way better than it has any right to be. I don't know if anybody here yeah. has seen it, but it's really good. It's Rosario's fault. Yeah, she's really good in it. Um, Rosario Dawson, John. And yeah, James I know too. who Rosario is. I could have guessed that. <laughs> she was in Kids. Yes. Yeah, I remember that movie. Um, it looks really good. I just wanted to, that's on my, since we didn't have any Twitter, I'm just bringing up things that happened to me today, John. I saw yeah. the Clerks 3 trailer and I liked it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Did you see the trailer for the menu by any chance? No, what is the menu? It's a, it, it's supposedly a horror comedy, but it looks straight up horror. It's got um, Ralph Fiennes, I think, and then Anya Taylor-Joy, who's like our, mm. our uh, scream queen in all kinds of horror. But it's like a spooky, not spooky, but it's like a super high-end upscale restaurant and like some shit's about to go down is what mm. the trailer looks like. I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I'm interested that it's being billed as a horror comedy, but I'm looking forward to that. That and Nope and then The Watcher are oh, all yeah. ones. And then The Black Phone, I would like to see that. But. Is Watcher not? I thought that was out already. It's out. I just haven't seen it. Oh, oh, okay. I've heard some. Yeah. some You're just like naming movies that you want to see. I've heard some mixed. John? I've heard some mixed things about the Black Phone from some people. I've heard mixed things. I like Ethan Hawke though. I would say. I mean, really, and I mean, people know who listen to the show. Like, I don't have any idea what's coming out, but I am excited for Nope. That's about it. It comes out soon. Yeah. Yeah. I think people have already it's, gotten their tickets. I think it's in like two weeks. Yeah. Oh sure. I'm a B day. Jordan killed that for me. I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get into the theater for that here, folks. I was already excited for uh, Black Phone, and then I found out that it was a uh, Joe Hill story. So yeah, no. yeah, interesting. I didn't know that. Um. Oh, I had a report back. So we've been uh, for the last couple of months. We had people write in about like, what's a good way to get kids into horror or whatever. And um, so my recently turned six year old asked to watch Coraline. Because she's so she's into makeup videos, first of all, on YouTube, like tutorial, like I'm a character. They're doing the character. So she watched one that was from a character from Coraline that was like this terrifying. And now she's fascinated. So she's like, can I watch Coraline? I'm like, yeah, okay. So I put it on. I don't I had never seen it. Probably should have screened it first. Um, (laughs) Scared the shit out of the three year old, but she made it through it. But like (laughs) the six year old is like in and now keeps telling me she loves scary stuff and is like way into it there's a, have you guys seen it i yeah, have there's a really insane burlesque scene that i would not say is like appropriate for children that that was a fun conversation i had to have with her um <laughs> so i uh, yeah i mean your mileage may vary on that one but yes yeah, she's now watched Coraline like 20 times in the last like two weeks so well, she likes horror. She's a chip so that might be a good one because I mean because it's Tim Burton, it's like truly it's pretty scary. Um, and she's like six; she seems to handle it pretty well. So 
three-year-old has should do uh, Nightmare well, Before Christmas? Is that on? Probably. So, we're talking about I, so I've never yeah. seen it, so that would be a fun one to watch with. Oh, them, so. you got what? What? You haven't seen it? My kids love that one. John, well, sorry, the six-year-old loves it. The eight-year-old does not. John, I have to work scary. in my yearly viewings of like Sleepaway Camp 2 and Chud. Yeah, and like, yeah. I'm fucking busy <laughs> over here. I think that's a, I mean, and the songs are pretty solid. Like you're not going to. Oh, yeah. Eventually you might get sick of them, but they're uh, really solid. So I saw it in the theater. Like I'm almost positive. Is it a Halloween in. movie or a Christmas movie? It's, it's both. both. That's it's the both. magic. It's eternal. Yeah. I don't know if I like that. That's that's the point. I don't like yeah. I don't like Christmas in my Halloween. It's fun. You should you should watch it. I you, think you'll I mean, enjoy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, then then watch it for Christmas because then what you're doing is you're getting some Halloween in your Christmas. I could get into there that. There you go. Amazing. Yeah. I could get into that. Anyway, just so wanted to report that back. That's that's my finding from Parenthood. Um, we're we're just watching Sing Two on repeat because it's now on Netflix and it's really good. Like, it's just a good movie. And like my four year old is fucking obsessed. The it's first thing is pretty fun. It's a lot of like, oh, re- yeah, I love the first thing. retract pop songs and stuff. So we yeah. on Sundays, Sundays are like chill days here. And in the morning when we're like making breakfast, we're, I'll put on like 80s playlists on Spotify. So that's been like a real trip. And like every 10 minutes she goes, oh, this is from Sing 2. And I'm like, so then I'm explaining like, no, this was like a thing 40 years ago. <laughs> Get with it. Like, listen up, nerd. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, those movies are really good, though. I, I agree. I recommend those. And I've Not been, scary. I keep having people recommend. This has become a recurring thing here on the show. Kid t- kid movie time with John and Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep having people recommend that Chippendale Rescue Rangers to me. Oh, I love it. Uh, you mean Casey? Yeah. Someone yeah. else, yeah, but Casey. My kids loved it, but Casey I did not started it. You were saying it, and then some. Somebody I ran into like in real real life sees recently was telling me about it. But yeah, you and you looked at them, and you're like, you're not even a nerd. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> well, they also have kids and are just trying to make it through the day, John. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yep. As we all are. Um, hold on, I need to gross burp. Um, Patreon, are we, are we, cut, are we cutting that or Patreon.com? <laughs> nope, Patreon.com. We don't cut anything, John. <laughs> no, I'm aware. <laughs> Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. You can get live stream, back episodes, access to Slack. Um, it just ended, but we do, you know, we were doing like watch alongs every week with The Last Drive In. There is a watch and chat channel where people do like one or two movies a week together and hang out and chat. So there's always, some kind of communal thing. There's tr- Saturday night trivia that happens sometimes and all kinds of good shit like that. So check it out. Bloody good horror on Patreon. And uh, I guess let's, you want to double check uh, Twitter, Caitlin, and we'll go on Instagram. I think Casey just checked, but we can certainly double, but it looks like there were some good Instagrams. Yeah. There's still nothing on Twitter. Unfortunately, people are breaking my heart. I haven't been on Twitter in almost 10 years. It's wonderful. I've had, I've had Twitter for 13 years. I have been starting my day. I've been starting my day, not on Twitter. And it turns out, John, it's done wonders for my mental health. You wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know it from this show, but it has. Um, Let's see what we have. How far into the future would you like to go if you could? uh, That's a hard one. I'm feeling like not super optimistic about the future. Yeah, my question was, when are humans gone? 
Yeah. I, I think I'd go really, really far. I like, find that question. I find that question really fascinating, though, because the question is usually, "Where in the past would you go?" So it's like an interesting thought experiment. I just yeah. said alien. Like I want to know about aliens. That's pretty much what I want to know about. I would go pretty far future too. I mean, as deep as I get into science fiction and horror and fantasy movies and stuff. So they're always talking about, there's always stories about predicting the future and stuff like that. I learned a long time ago. I don't want to know when I die. Mm. Are you thinking like 200 years in the future or like 2000 years in the future? Yeah. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. It's like uh, the time machine. You we got to fly. You got to find the flying cars, right? Yeah. Well. Bleep, bleep <laughs> you go far enough. It's like a new stone age, you know? Oh, I don't know if we could cope. I feel like no, I'm just I mean, like, we, <laughs> that's deep. Whatever COVID is, then we're <laughs> is definitely going to kill you. So. That's deep, John. I like that. Um, old sex, I presume he means from X, uh, versus getting centrally cut up in a skin pod. Your choice. I thought old sex was a referral, a reference to the uh, what he says. Oh, like, I'm not good at the old sex. Old sex, right. I guess I'm going old sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, old sex are getting cut up in the pod? In the skin pod, yes. yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like like there's probably someone it. out there that's going to go a specific di- different direction there. But yeah, yeah. Um, here's one. Here's a fun one. What crime do you wish you had committed? I don't know. <laughs> Looting always like, seemed fun. Is it? But like, are <laughs> you getting away with the crime? No, I wouldn't loot. That's the point. But if I if I could. It, that that's what I would do. I'd like get a. No, go, I feel like you would just go home. Go get me. I'm. <laughs> I'm saying in this version of the world where I would do a crime, I would go okay, loot okay. so I could get myself a new TV. Um, I, like, I think like being a cool hacker, like whenever they're like, I'm yeah, in hacking in seems movies. cool. Yeah. <laughs> like from the movie Hackers, they seem cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like stealing like a bunch of Bitcoin, a bunch of uh, off mm. like some. You know, you guys have the safest. Easy. You guys have the safest answers. I've literally been thinking all day, like arson might be fun. <laughs> <laughs> might be fun to just At watch it point, all burn. I'm like, if I could, if if I were like a medical practitioner and could do like, I don't know. I don't want to get into the road stuff because I might get upset. But like forced vasectomies, yeah, like underground railroad of abortion network. I don't know. All right. Yeah, yeah, you're, it's getting too dark. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, here's a lighter question. What has been in your freezer longer than one month? This is your friend, Caitlin. I love Nick. Oh, um, so many things. <laughs> yeah, like, this is my answer to is this. Is the point of the freezer that you keep things longer than one month? Well, I think he means more, but you know what he's talking about. Like that thing that yeah. you know you're never going to fucking eat and your kids are never going to eat, but you can't get rid of it. Oh, I have a, I, yeah. I have a bag of broccoli that I have used all of the like florets of broccoli and it's just the broccoli butts, which frozen broccoli butts are like inedible. And I know, I'm ne- and I know I'm never going to eat them. No, here's why. Because, well, this is apartment thing. The, my garbage situation is a whole thing. So I got to be prepared. Like if you throw broccoli in your garbage can and that shit doesn't go out immediately, it's going to go real bad for, for you and everyone around. Are they, in, they're in like a sealed bag though? No. Like half, open, like half used. No, bag. it's been half used. Oh. Yeah. I used, oh, yeah. No, I left gotta... the butts. They're unused butts, John. Yeah. Okay. I you gotta just kind of buy the florets next time. Well, that's what I do now. I'm, I see the error uh, in my ways. I was in some stupid, graduated. I was in some stupid store that only had that kind. Stupid store. 
I think uh, my dad was like, hey, do you want to take these home? And I was like, no. And he was like, just take them. And it was like a bag of frozen onion rings that I'm never going to cook. <laughs> <laughs> How do you cook? I mean, you got to like. So weird. How do long you need like in an, his freezer? <laughs> I guess you could air fry them. Yeah, I yeah. think in the air fryer. And like, listen, like I like an onion ring. I'm just probably never going to make them. <laughs> I just can't see a scenario where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make those onions. Oh, onions. I got another one too. I had a got um, guests coming over. <laughs> I buy like frozen, frozen mango. But if you, yeah. if you accidentally let a thaw and then throw it back into the freezer, it's a brick that you can't do anything with. And so I now have a mango brick that I'm never going to use. And it'll probably be there till I move. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like fruit in general, once you freeze it once you can't unfreeze it and then freeze it again. It's just yeah. like, yeah, I think it's like not allowed. Like they advise against it on the packaging. Yeah. I've done it. I like to live by my own rules. Yeah. Just going <laughs> off of the one thing that popped in my head when the question was asked, I know I've got two Aldi's uh, frozen chicken Alfredo pizzas that have been in there for months and so nobody will touch. That sounds good. I know. It doesn't look like bad. Sometime in a pinch. Dude, Aldi, <laughs> Aldi's the shit. They're so good. Oh, I love Aldi's. Yeah, they're awesome. I do most of my shopping there now. Yep. Uh, Argento and Cronenberg recently returned to horror. Which master should be next? I don't think if you if you don't have to work right now, why would you want to work? Like, that's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. If, you're, if you I got mean, if you got horror master money, <laughs> go live on a hill in LA and don't do anything. You're fine. The sad thing is the first thing that popped in my mind because I was just thinking eras and film history and stuff was Wes Craven, and that's not going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Craven, too, and I was like, I mean. Um, oh, this was the one of answer. What event or thing would you most like to travel to the future for so you don't have to wait? I took this as like a far future question, but I I, I take this now to mean. In like if the like life? the next Xbox release, like when Nope comes out, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my. Uh, I answered aliens because I want to know if there's aliens. So take me to whenever we figure that out, good or bad. I don't care. It can't be worse than this timeline. Just take me there. I don't care if we're good. getting sucked up and turned into slaves. Let's do it. Yeah, I don't have an answer that's not like super sad. <laughs> <laughs> The best that I got is I would love for it to be August so I can go see John Mulaney. There you go. I would love for it to be uh, every summer. I would just like to speed through it and just go to fall <laughs> so I could skip summer. <laughs> Here's a good one. What's the grossest single moment slash scene from Cronenberg's career? Mm. I'm John? not. I'm not a completist, but I would say the sack of babies from The Brood. It's up there. There's some nasty stuff in Videodrome too. Yeah, the sack Videodrome. I don't know. I don't have like a great the 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 final sequence in the brood is yeah pretty aggressive. I think most yeah. of Ex- she's like cleaning it yeah. with her tongue. Yeah, <laughs> I think most of Existence is also pretty horrifying. I don't like teeth, and there's a lot of like weird teeth things in that movie. I mean, y'all got to check out Crash. There's some yeah some pretty interesting sequences there. Naked Lunch has got some bizarro shit too. Yeah. Um, seeing some new messages from Orion. I think this is Ryan's maybe first time writing this in. Favorite three Floyd's beer. Ooh, this is not a question for me. 
God, I'd Tough. have to look at the list. Like we don't get super, we get some of their beers, but we don't get like, uh, um, I don't think we're, we're getting like a complete list of all the, this is fascinating. Ryan has a hundred followers. He has a private account. He has tweeted or he has Instagrammed zero times. Hmm. Fascinating. Zombie dust is the easy go-to for uh, three Floyds, but I also like their uh, space station middle finger, which is a nice pale. Those sound like (laughs) beers. Those sound like beers. Cool. Uh, And last up also, Ryan, he says you should review Jigoku. It's not a question, but I insist. I don't know what this movie is. Is that at all related to Dragon Ball C? (laughs) I don't think so. I'm Googling. Scott oh, Goku. It is a 1964 or 1960 looks like Japanese film called The Sinners of Hell mm. in English, which is a pretty mm. sick name. Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty cool. It says horrific fates await two hit and run drivers who kill a Yakuza. Oh, Ooh. that sounds right. like a gangster movie, maybe more well, than horror. If, but if Ryan's been watching and listening to the show long enough, he knows it's going to take a lot to get me to watch something from 1960. So yeah. if we're watching something from the 60s from Japan, I want it to be, um, oh, fuck. What's the like the four part with like the beautiful scenery? God damn it. Never mind. Who are you talking to right now? (laughs) No, it's like an anthology from the 60s. It's like really famous. It's on the Criterion Collection. But it's a horror movie? Yeah, it's it's four Japanese horror stories. Uh, Was it Kill Bill? (laughs) No. (laughs) Wrong answer? Oh, Uh, Oh, I got it. I was going to be so disappointed in me when I I don't (laughs) remember the name. I had another dumb joke, but I'll stop. Um, Quite on. Quite on. That's what it's Ah. called. Someone I, at I home was like, that. you fucking idiot. Quite <laughs> no one was like that. Maybe Joe. <laughs> Joe. Yeah. yeah. Joe, Joe Ferry, who was on a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, love it. You know what? We could fast forward to, John, our next milestone, which will be episode 700. Mm-hmm. We're like less mm-hmm. than a year away from episode 700. We're going to join Oof. the 700 Club, John. The 700 Club. Oh, we, I we made it. <laughs> Send me your money. <laughs> uh, What's the plan? Oh, God. Try to make it. That's the plan. <laughs> Stay on my feet. <laughs> if I get COVID one more time. <laughs> no shit. Third time's a charm, Snars. Does it count as uh, not get, Does it count as getting COVID if you took a test and it was negative, but it was some shitty at-home test and you probably definitely had it, but didn't take another test? Does that count? I mean, you had some. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. Bad yeah, at home tests, in my experience, I, I always like, I'll, you know, I've had to take a chill out of them now. And I'm like, at, you get to a point where you're like, these don't fucking work. Like, what, you know, like, <laughs> and then you get the positive and you're like, oh, well, yeah, that's the thing. So, yeah, like, I just was sick with something else before. Yeah. Like, I've never had a positive one, even though I definitely had it once. But when my, at the, in January, when my daughters had it, I did one on one of them. And I didn't even have a chance to set it down and walk away. It was positive. It was like, <laughs> yo. This motherfucker got COVID right here. You better. Uh... Yeah. I took one before 4th of July festivities just to make sure that I wasn't spreading anything and it was negative. So yeah, it better so be. You went, you went hog wild. I was like, let's go. My friend hosted a survivor themed uh, backyard games. 4th of mm. July. It was a lot of fun. Good. That, sounds fun. that sounds like I was not great at the games. <laughs> survivor like the show. Yeah, like you vote someone off your tribe. Oh, and... That sounds like way too much participation for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty... were, I assume you were drinking. 
Like there was at least drinking. One of the games was beer pong. I, I, I you know, I might have been off the island by that point, but. <laughs> Very good. Love it. I would have self evicted. That's the thing, right? <laughs> I'm leaving, <laughs> taking my ball. <laughs> Did the old Irish survivor goodbye? <laughs> That's just like you die. <laughs> it's like I just showed up to your party. And now you're asking me to do group activities like I'm in college. Like, fuck off. <laughs> they were uh, silly ones like uh, you know yeah. the waitress races have you ever done those where you like hold a tray and try not to spill it while you like do an obstacle course God. I'm in like I'm, you signed me up man anyway and then um, like you know trying not to laugh was... bl- <laughs> bloodygoodhorror.com <laughs> check out patreon.com slash bloodygoodhorror check out plug it up check out cinema fromage Check out Schnars the five A's and read his last tweet from 2011. <laughs> it's five A's, right? Schnars on Twitter. I wonder if that account, yeah. that's got to be still there, right? Yeah, I didn't deactivate it. It's in the Wayback Machine or something. That's going to do it for uh, Crimes of the Future, whose biggest crime is just being boring, it turns out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this episode of BGH, and uh, we'll see you next week. Later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.